Hello and welcome to episode number 10. 10. We made double digits, Vicky. We made double digits. I know. I can't believe it. Can you? Uh, yes. <laughs> because I'm I'm bloody minded and I just keep going. Um, but it's exciting, double digits. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. And I think we're into more than double digits of listeners as well, which is even more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. There's There's been people listening. Yeah. I've yet to work out all the technology of how to figure out all the people listening. I can see how many people have listened on Spotify. Yeah. But I've got to work out the Amazon Music bit and the Apple Podcast bit. Yeah. yeah. There's algorithms, apparently. Oh, okay. So that's going to be your department. Definitely not mine, Jim. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, maybe once we get to Christmas, and because obviously you're listening to this in January, folks. <laughs> January? Yes. Yes, this is January. Okay. This is all a bit confusing. We're time traveling. <laughs> right. That, so maybe just, that should be another episode. Let's just move on yeah, to the title, well, shall we? <laughs> just, just so that people understand why my head's confused. So we're recording this before Christmas, and you guys are listening to this in January. And there's a reason for that, and it, there's a mental health reason. Okay. Because Vicky and I acknowledge that we have to manage our mental health uh, because everybody's got mental health. And so we said, right, we're not going to release episodes until we've got a good bank recorded. That way, if we need to buy ourselves a little bit of time for a holiday or for a mental health day or for whatever reason, maybe our diaries are just too full, then we can just go, actually, do you know what? We're going to have a week off. Indeed. And it won't interrupt the flow of podcasts arriving to you guys. So there you go. You see, it's all about managing mental health. Even we, even we, you know, it's part of what we do. Right. Have I blathered enough? Yes. Let's Excellent. Do it. Let's get on to the, the meat and bones. So today's episode, folks, is all about intrusive thoughts. Ooh. So, Vicky. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to chuck those words at you now intrusive thoughts Vicky, go <laughs> well I don't know how many people know what they actually are and that they even are a thing right um, so intrusive thoughts are basically unwanted memories, pictures images that just pop into our minds and we haven't invited them in if you like Okay, we've had some sort of trigger that's happened um, with maybe not even realizing it. It might be, you know, watching something or hearing something or touching something and boom, this intrusive thought pops into our mind and we don't like it. And it can come in the form of many different guises. So it might be violent. It could be sexual. It could be um, related to um, responsibility or, or, or germs. It can be it can be anything anything but it makes us feel uncomfortable and we don't like it we don't like it well often we don't because i was gonna say because i ha i have intrusive thoughts that are fine okay. i absolutely love them mm -hmm. because and, and I, maybe i've got this wrong so 
Um, my brain does echolalia. Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what echolalia is, it's a it's a it's a characteristic of lots of people's autism. I'm autistic, um, awaiting official NHS stamped diagnosis, but um, a very good therapist that I know assures me that I'm autistic. <laughs> um, and and actually, having, having since accepted that I'm autistic, my mental health has improved greatly, vastly. Um, and it's only because I've accepted my mental health, I'm in a position strong enough so accepting my autism, I'm in a mentally health position strong enough to be able to make the podcast. Um, but yes, so echolalia is when I hear something and then the intrusive thought that comes into my head is the echoing of that sound. But it could be that I hear, so you might say something and I know it's a quote from a certain movie and you've said it completely wrong and I've, I've got to say it right now. Or it might be that you've sung something or you've said something that is a lyric from a song and or I've said something that is a lyric from a song and I've said it, but now I've got to sing it. Right. So just let's just unpick that for two seconds. Right. So somebody or something has got it wrong and your or your brain tells you it's something wrong and your brain then says, right, I've got to say this right. So actually it is unwanted, isn't it? Yeah, well, or, it's, it's 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 an intrusive thought because it's yeah. not something that I've gone. Oh, here's a thought I need to have right. or a thought yeah. I want to have. Yeah. However, yeah. I wouldn't say I don't enjoy them. No, oh, well, okay. There's still a negative slant on them, though, isn't it? Because somebody's got some or something's gone wrong, and you feel you've got to correct it. Because if you didn't and you just sat with it, what would happen? Oh, it would stew. <laughs> right there we go <laughs> so yes and and i'd and so like sometimes when i say good morning to people i'll say good morning and I'll go, good morning good morning because i've got to sing it <laughs> or it might be that um another one that uh, that comes to me a lot is if i'm talking to people uh, it might be that i'll say um so see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll love you tomorrow. <laughs> and I can't help it. It comes out and it, it's part of my echo earlier. But I, I would say, yes, it's an intrusive thought. But it, I don't see it as an unwanted or I don't know. That's wrong. I don't see it as a negative thought. OK, so so here we go. Here we go. So. It's a thought that is disturbing and something you want to push out of your mind, right? So if you think about it linked to your, your echolalia, right? When somebody said something that doesn't fit with what you believe is gonna happen or how it goes, you've got to push it out, haven't you? So you've got to act on it to make it feel right, isn't it? Oh, I love this. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing though. Well, I suppose- And I suppose that, well, this, I mean, it, sorry, I've cut you no. off, and that in, in in itself is part of an intrusive thought. But because yeah, and blah, 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 yeah, because that's it, isn't it? Because is an intrusive thought sometimes is that I am um, I have a thought, and then I can't wait for you to speak your bit. I need to say my bit, <laughs> and that yeah. comes across as rude. So I'm sorry for that. 
It doesn't. So I, I, I take it just as it is. So I often chuckle because I just see it as excitement and you want to get it out there. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's something that for people who are autistic or ADHD, it can be a challenge with fitting into the rest of the world. Yeah. Because what we're doing is for ourselves normal and needful, but for the rest of the world is rude and bad-mannered. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's just one type of intrusive. I mean, because I, I did a little, you know, a little Googleette about intrusive thoughts before we started. Go and, on. What, what did and, you come up with? Well, I think the the definition of go- of the, the, the my Googleette came up with for intrusive thoughts is rather limited. Um, there are limited thoughts in lots and lots and lots of different ways and th- types and things and. You know, my brain comes up with all sorts of intrusions. Like last night, I was trying to go to sleep and I was trying to sort out um, the difference between Newtonian gravity the- gravitational theory and Einsteinian uh, space-time folding. And that really was an intrusive thought because I should have been going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So there you go. So it's getting in the way of you doing something, isn't it? Yeah, and that one was negative. So, yeah, but what I mean is it's not as simple and as clear-cut as the intrusive thought definition that I found. Right. So, so may I come... So yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come I, on, come on. I, I use this when I, 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 I do, you know, I provide therapy to, to people who are having intrusive thoughts. Okay, so let me just ream off. Um, this this was a, um, a, a list, and they, they did a percentage of which percentage of males and females this is done back in the day folks so you know apologies that we've got it's not gender neutral here right so i'm not going to go through the the male and female part but anyway driving into a window running a car off a road hitting animals or people with a car swerving into traffic smashing into objects sitting um sorry slitting a wrist or a throat cutting off a finger jumping off high places fatally pushing a stranger fatally pushing a friend jumping in front of a car stroke train. Oh, there's more. Hold on. Pushing a stranger in front of a car or train. Pushing family in front of a car or train. I mean, I won't say I've never had those thoughts. Um, Hurting strangers, insulting strangers, bumping into people. uh, uh, Sorry, insulting authoritarian figures. Um, insulting family, hurting family, choking a family member, or just stabbing a family member, accidentally leaving the heat stroke stove on. Um, your home has been left unlocked, an intruder is going to get in there. Taps left on, on home flooded, swearing in public, breaking a um, wind in public, um, throwing something, causing a public scene, scratching car paint, breaking a window, wrecking something, shoplifting, grabbing money, holding up a bank, sex with an unacceptable person, sex with an authoritarian figure, um, your flies undone or your tops undone, um, kissing an authoritative figure, exposing yourself, acts against sexual um, preference, um, authoritarian figures naked, Strangers naked, sex in public, disgusting sex acts, catching a sexually transmitted disease, contamination from doors, contamination from phones, getting fatal disease from strangers, giving fatal diseases to strangers, giving everything away, removing all the dust from the floor, removing dust from unseen places, to name but 52. And I bet you there's a whole 
I was about to say that, that list isn't as exhaustive. Because <laughs> I've had some that aren't on that list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right, let's, let's let's talk about one of my um one of my intrusive thoughts that I've had. Okay, so I was sat in a piece of theatre mm-hmm. um as a audience member, mm-hmm. and oh, it was awful. It was really bad. Was, I think you told me this story. Go on. Yeah, it was really bad, and and I was just sat there, and I'm, and I'm going, why, why are we watching this? Why, why are we all sat here quietly, obediently watching this tripe? <laughs> and I was filled with the urge to stand up in the middle of the theatre and go, shut up! Shut up. It's rubbish. <laughs> absolute rubbish and wanted to storm out now that is without doubt an intrusive thought that came into my head and was tempting so I mean do we know do we I mean no we don't know I'm sure we don't know but do we have a theory on where these come from and what they're for and yeah, That's so I, I yeah, so I, I've got I've got a theory around it, and I'm sure many many other um, others do that work in my field. So um, it it goes back to you know, as firstly you've got the sensory aspect, right? But it goes back to um, the new brain, old brain part, right? So and and obviously we don't have the same um, dangers that we we once had, right? right so. Pause. New brain, old brain. This is the caveman. Yeah, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't going to refer to it as that. Well, sorry. Yeah, I'm being gender specific (laughs) and things, but just just so that me and possibly others do are going. What? What new brain? Yeah. So, so the new part of your brain is the the thinking part, right? So the creative part, right? So basically, what happens is because we don't have these dangers often in the quiet times when we're not busy and our minds aren't busy, or if we've had triggers and our mind's not actively busy enough. So think, for instance, driving is a good example, right? You know, um, your brain will catch on to something sensory and will start to, the new part of your brain will start to make up stories about it and play them out. And basically what it's trying to do is it's trying to exercise your old brain because brains are like muscles. If you don't use them, you lose them. And if you never have a sense of danger, then you start to become weak. So your new brain is basically trying to, if you like, with intrusive thought, um, take itself to the gym. <laughs> but we the don't interpret brain, it. The new brain is holding up a spider to yeah. scare the old brain into being in flight or fight system. Yes, yes. And think about what it would do to get out of that situation or into that situation or how they would manage that situation. I mean, I'm, doesn't that seem counterintuitive? Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Our brains, although they're wonderful, magnificent machines, they're fundamentally flawed. They are. Mine, mine is. They all are, in varying degrees, right? So... But yeah, it that's exactly it. We what, what we haven't grasped when we get these intrusive thoughts is 
that that is what our brain is trying to do. Instead, our brain's interpreting it as, oh, this could be a real thing. And oh my goodness me, what does that say about me? So if you think about of a sexual na nature, it could be that you're deviant or a bad person, or if it's of a violent nature, something similar. If you think about OCD type of thoughts, that you're, responsibly, uh, you're responsible for causing harm. Um, it's that kind of that kind of ilk. Okay, so I feel like we can now say an intrusive thought is when the brain pops an idea out there that isn't a natural next step thought to test the old brain into, so what would you do if this happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So why do I want to push somebody off a cliff? <laughs> well, it's, it's possible they've irritated you. <laughs> and your, your brain immediately flashes. The old part of your brain flashes. As I call it, the chimp brain flashes and wants to go... <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I'm reassessing several relationships. No, I'm joking. joking. I'm joking. Um... But equally, no, because I've also, I've also, like when I've been up the top of mountains and things, when I've been mountaineering, I've stood on the edge of ledges and gone, I could just step off there. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a suicidal intrusive thought. Yeah, yeah. The difference is, it's with the sense that you make of it, right? So if you shrug it off as, this is just an intrusive thought, then that's what it is. And I'm going to stay on this, actually, because this is really important. I, I actually, I, I spoke to um, somebody, um, a, a client, um, actually just this week, who had never, ever had a thought of that nature. And they've been and had numerous, numerous um, uh, medical interventions over the last six years and just every time they think they're making a, pro a bit of progress something else happens and they're now at the point and one intrusive thought just popped into the head about what's the point in being here and it meant so much to them that they interpreted it that actually they were suicidal which is why they've been referred to me and I normalized that thought okay so the difference is it's when you make a plan to, or you're going to act on it. That's that's the difference, right? So we we can all get them. And and trust me, in dark times, you know, the, the thoughts popped in my mind. You know, wouldn't it be easier if it just this wasn't all happening? And I wasn't part of this, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm certainly. I mean, so uh, right, probably at this point, trigger warning, folks. We're going to discuss suicide. Um, yeah. If you are, I mean, I think it's important as part of the podcast at this point to say, look, you are never alone. Yeah. Uh, we are an environmental we are an environmental health. We are a mental health podcast, not an environmental health podcast, <laughs> a mental health podcast. And we are we care. Yeah. Um, we aren't one of the therapy services that are available. However, we can point you to them. Um, and you know just off the top of my head right now you know if it is that where you're at samaritans are always available 24 7 
always, always. And they're really good. I've spoken to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I've spoken yeah, to them. They're really good. They taught me down. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends who actually volunteer and they're, they're therapists, right? Um, they, they also believe a little bit like me in giving back and, and, and they and you know who you are if you listen to this. Um, yeah, they, they work in Samaritans and um, yeah, so, you know, Jim's absolutely right. Although we can't hold that responsibility or offer you therapy, um, you know, if you need to, Samaritans is the port. Of, yeah, Samaritans, Samaritans is the port of call. Yeah. First one, yeah, or, or or your GP or emergency services. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I will work out how to put onto uh, social medias links and guides on how yeah. to reach out and get more help. Yeah, um, because. I suppose just before we move on from that part there, Jim, just to say as well, you know, we are we are not, you know, we don't have access to our emails and um, the, the contact points twenty four seven. So we would want to make sure we can point you in the right direction, and we appreciate that actually, you know, these thoughts don't come at regular times of Monday to Friday nine to five. They come, at, you know, any time. So yeah, absolutely. Let's um let's get something posted up there so we can we can point you in the right direction. Yeah, definitely we will. Um okay, so now we've given you that kind of like little pep talk on what to do if you are feeling bad. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna share a bit of my story. So I've been in some pretty dark times, and I think it's important as somebody who has been suicidal to share part of my story to help educate people. I was in, I think, year four, might have been year five, the first time I ever said the words, I didn't want to live. And between that time, at the age of, what was it, eight or nine, and last year when I was 40, I have always had thoughts where I've said, I don't want to live. Now, a suicidal thought is an intrusive thought. It is not a suicidal intention. I've had many, many suicidal thoughts, intrusive thoughts, and I've not acted on them. Um, but they're there, they're in your head. And it's and this is a really important thing about how you cope with and manage intrusive thoughts. Because you've got to make a decision about how you handle them, what you do with them. And I think this feeds into what we were saying last week about knowing your current mental health today. Am I feeling strong today? Do I need support today? Am I in a place today where I could support others? Because there have been days where I've had suicidal thoughts, but not intentions, and I've been in a really bad place at the time. My mental health has been poor, and that suicidal thought has turned into a suicidal intention. Fortunately, I've always been blessed that there were the right people there at the right time that either were friends of mine and were there to stop at me or found me before things got worse. And I'm still here. 
tell the story. Um, but I think it's just important to notice that that is a suicidal, invasive, intrusive thought, not a suicidal intention. And you need to learn to recognise what one is so that if you are having a bad mental health day, you know that's a day to reach out. And it might just be, I can remember vividly sitting in my bathroom, sat in the, the shower, wasn't turned on, but I was sat in the shower in the middle of the night on the phone to Samaritans. And they talked me down from an intrusive suicidal thought that was trying to become a suicidal intention. And they helped me stop that. And I think it's just important at this point to say you need to learn to recognise them so that you can manage them. Would you say that was a... I, I don't yeah. know. If it's, I, I, I'm yeah. not a professional. Yeah, I, I would. Experience. Yeah, I would. And, folks, the way I, I like to see this is I like to use a metaphor about intrusive thoughts, right? Or, indeed, thoughts that pop into your mind or memories that pop into your mind that you, you didn't necessarily invite in. Okay, and the way to see it, it's like imagine that you've got a conveyor belt going across your your head, right? And there's a ton of little lights, tiny little fairy lights, okay, on the outside moving on in across the brain, right? And each fairy light represents an, an interpretation or a thought um, or an intrusive thought, okay? And they're on dimmer switches, right? And the more you tune into the, the, the unwanted thought, basically the more you're ramping up the dimmer switch and you're, get, you're turning that light onto a fully blown globe, right, that's shining really brightly in your face, right, and it's, it's present. And, and what you want to do is you want to try and be able to dim the light back down again. So as Jim talks about there, you know, actually talking to somebody might be an effective way of doing that, somebody who's trained, I suppose the other thing is you can also think about trying to use different strategies to turn down the brightness of those lights when they come on. And that might come in the form of um, doing something pleasant, um, changing your environment, um, having some things that are, are, are that you enjoy doing or some different um, practical um, tasks that you can actually fill your mind with and be tuned into that rather than turning up the light bulb. And certain routines. It, I know that there are people who use OCD as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not a long-term healthy coping mechanism, but it's a, it's a coping mechanism. Well, essentially, this is where OCD comes from. It's yeah. What happens is the intrusive thought happens the light bulb gets really, really bright. And because it's so intense, they then have to act on it to try to turn it down. And usually it's counterintuitive, right? So because what happens is the more and more you check, the more and more you want to check and you have to keep checking, you have to keep checking. And it's only giving you temporary relief, but then it keeps ramping up again. And it yeah. just, it turns down and then turns back up, turns down, turns back up. It's, yeah, it's horrendous. And I think, you know, learning to recognise for in as much as learning to recognize what these 
intrusive thoughts are, you also need to learn to recognize what your coping strategy is. And then should you need to reach out for help finding a better coping strategy? You know, I've I've used very unhealthy coping strategies in the past at times. I'm not proud of it, but there have been times when I've turned to the dr- demon drink as a crutch, um, which is the worst thing you can do at that point because it's only going to exacerbate that feeling. Um and like Vicky said, OCD can work in the short term, but isn't a long term solution. And it might be that you, your intrusive thought is something from anxiety or depression. And it is that you go running or you go and have a primal scream or it could be that you go and pay for. Have you, oh, yeah. Have you seen those, Vicky? The, 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 the destruction room. <laughs> I have, I suppose. When we think about that is when we think about emotional regulation, <laughs> what systems that tapping into. But yeah, I have seen the destruction rooms, and actually, lots of people really enjoy them, don't they? Yeah, yeah. You can pay to go and hire a room, <laughs> and you go into this room, and they give you hammers and stuff, and you can beat the crap out of, smash everything to bits. <laughs> and if that's not therapy, I don't know what is. Yeah, I'm not sure it would float my boat, but that's just my preference. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, There's I'm, definitely I'm... time. There are definitely times in my life where smashing stuff has had a positive impact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, you know, we're, 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 we're telling the truth here, folks. An intrusive thought is a thought that comes into your mouth, into your mind unbidden. And it has the potential to go in lots of different ways in different places. It has the potential to alter your mind flow, take your brain on a different journey to the one it should be on. And it's about learning how to recognize the intrusive thought, learning how to recognize your management strategy for that intrusive thought. And I I think the bit I really, for me... I really want to stress here is that part of that management strategy and possibly the one that's least talked about in my experience is just an, a daily mental health check. How am I today? Yeah. Am I in a position today where I can people? Am I in a position today where I can deal with that really annoying scrote on the next desk? that is in the office. Am I in a mental position today to be able to go for a drink safely? Am I in a mental position today to need to just escape and go and walk the dog for 12 hours? Poor dog. But do you see see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose we need to be clear though. I mean, we're not saying right, everybody take these off here, there and everywhere. But what we're saying is if you're recognizing it, what do you need to do? I mean, very wise um, colleague and friend of mine, she always mentions securing your own oxygen mask. So what do you need to do to, to, to make yourself be able to manage those situations as best you can, right? So is that that you have to put earphones on at the desk or, you know, because of the person next to you, or do you have to, you know, maybe not take the dog for 12 hours, but maybe just two or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but then it's again, I think it's that thing of 
I mean, I know Vicky has mentioned now in a couple of the episodes, we're not advocating everybody take all the time off because, <laughs> and, and, and I think that is, you're right, Vicky, you know, and and I will echo what I said, echo, echo, Lavia, I will echo what I said <laughs> in another episode of saying that two days is wallowing. Yeah, and I'm not saying you should have a day every week, but if you need to take a day, you need to take a day. But if if you're if you're in, I would say, if you're in a position where you need to take a day more frequently than you can work, then you need to be looking for a bigger support system and a bigger amount of help. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I think. We've kind of summed up the yeah. thoughts there. Yeah. Is there anything you think we need to add, Vicky? Only that we did agree we were going to try and provide a positive um, pair podcast, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we, our, our moments of joy. Yeah, so we, we, I think that's that's what we need to do. And, okay, well, yeah. I saw three kestrels yesterday. And the day before, <laughs> I saw two barn owls. <laughs> So we're back to nature for you, are we, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three kestrels, two barn owls this week. That was amazing. Brilliant. I absolutely love it. (laughs) What about you? What's brought you joy? Crikey. You know, I'm not going to lie. This week has been, um, it's it's been a high event one, just because it's the run up to me um, breaking up for for, for a bit of a break, really. So, um, I suppose my moment of joy um, was connecting with um, three of my lovely colleagues um, at the university. In fact, four, um, just sort of finishing off for for the break. And one I had an amazing cuddle with. Um, In fact, went to leave and had had an extra cuddle. Um, So if you're listening, you know who you are. And the the other three, um, we just exchanged words of, how grateful we feel to all be working with each other and um i actually had visceral connected responses um it was lovely really really nice so um yeah if you're listening you know who you are um love you all and i, and I would say if you're listening uh, to our podcast weekly and you're struggling to find a moment of joy to share with yourself you don't have to share it with everybody else, but if you're struggling to find, like we share our moments of joy, if you're struggling to find a moment of joy, that's a signpost that you need to be looking for help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I spoke to a friend this week who um, may well be listening at some point, and if she or he is, then... Uh, they know who they are, but I spoke to a friend who uh, is very, very, very good at their job, uh, works in a system of care where they would assess youngsters with various needs and um, was telling me all about their current issues and problems and what things are happening for them mm-hmm. and I had to stop them and go just just stop 
if you were looking at a child and a child had all these things, what would you be thinking? Mm-hmm. And and they said, well, they're ADHD. So right now, I want you to just sit with that for a bit. I want you to sit with that for a bit because I think sometimes when we can't get a moment of joy, those are the moments where we find these uh, hallelujah moments of Mm -hmm. breakthrough about our own mental health sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was Intrusive Thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us through uh twitter no no i don't think we're on twitter yet I'm not no we're twitter. not <laughs> yeah. linkedin linkedin yeah. we're on linkedin we're on facebook we're on instagram i have done we're on tiktok no way yeah we're on tiktok oh my word okay i mean that's this is a whole new new world it's, for me it's right largely <laughs> videos of me chatting nonsense about <laughs> Uh, but if it, if it helps people find us, then you know I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> we're on TikTok. We're um, yeah, and and if you've enjoyed the show, five stars would be amazing. If you've not enjoyed the show, then you know what the hell, just leave what you honestly think. Um, but apparently, if you do leave five stars, there are algorithms that do a science thing that mean other people find us too. And Jim's going to work that out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and well, apparently it does it automatically, but then I need to know the algorithm thing for finding out who found us. But yeah, but you know, get in touch, like and share, comment, all social media type things that I should say and know, or email us. Everybody's got mental health at gmail.com. Be lovely to hear from you. Maybe, maybe you want to share your moment of joy. Ah, uh, that's nice. I'd love, love that. that. I'd love that if someone, people, that. if anyone listening would like to share a moment of joy, I'd love to hear it. And in that message, when you share with us your moment of joy, please just put, if, you, if you're happy for us to share your moment of joy on the show, we will. If you don't put that you're happy for us to share it, we won't. Because that's the best way of doing that, I think. Yeah, love it. Love it. Right. So until next week, when we'll be back with a new episode, uh, where we'll be moving on to a new branch of mental health, um, looking at neurodiversity. And that's a, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But until next week, be kind to yourselves, be kind to each other. Take care, everyone. Bye bye bye.